I'm Greg Dollar Coleman. Welcome to Ellipses Thinking, a podcast dedicated to exploring the nature of the creative journey in process. If an ellipses builds the perfect bridge from where you've both been and are now to where you're next meant to be, then what intrigues me most lives in the spaces between those three tiny dots. I'm learning about the value of mystery, not mastery. These words like beauty and enthusiasm and delight and not even excitement, just wow, curiosity. I wonder if, you know, that uh, I would say I was doing in the moment when we were brainstorming, ideating for different projects, but still it was with an attachment. But now I feel it's not about mastery and being the best at this and it's about mystery. And, And I wonder if gee, I wonder if I did that. That's interesting to me. How is it speaking to me? And that mystery for me comes from within. For Krista Monson, this shift from mastery to mystery feels almost seismic as she has been committed to creating breathtaking, masterful performances of virtuosity on stages around the globe. For many artists, the work of creativity can often feel both precarious and dangerously precipitous. It's not uncommon to feel caught in the pendulum swinging between pure, artistic, passionate joy and the pressure or expectation to meet conventional, external definitions of success. And while you might imagine that to be the perspective of the artist who is striving to keep the work going steadily and build their practice, who might be heard saying that they feel caught in the grind, the wheel, or the hustle, it may be a surprise to discover that this is often felt just as powerfully by someone at the top of their game and with a very full resume of successes and an equally full docket of opportunities on the horizon. So to set the context for our conversation, I thought it might be helpful to highlight just a few of the remarkable creative accomplishments that you likely would not learn from her directly were you to actually meet the humble and hardworking Krista Monson. Krista, you have been surrounded by and surrounded yourself by incredibly creative communities throughout your professional life. 13 years with Cirque du Soleil, first as artistic director of the renowned production O at the Bellagio in Las Vegas, then as casting director for Cirque's resident shows worldwide, and, and still, and most currently, writer, stage, and creative director with the company. You've been at the helm, in the room, and at the table for some truly one-of-a-kind productions across the globe. And just to pick a few of those, you wrote and directed a production called One Night for One Drop, which was an original stage production imagined by Cirque du Soleil, aimed to raise global visibility and awareness of water safety and sustainability worldwide through partnerships, creativity, and the power of art. Featured music by film composer Danny Elfman, fashioned by Roberto Cavalli, and the collective talents of 230 Cirque du Soleil artists. Family, I think. The event mm-hmm. in 2013 raised 2.1 million U.S. dollars in that one night. 
Four years later, the One Drop organization of the event invited you to return. And as a part of that, you directed an award-winning film segment called The Climate Reality Project, 24 Hours of Climate Change, founded by Nobel laureate and former U.S. Vice President Al Gore. You are the first woman to direct a production in the history of Europe's largest stage, the Friedrichstadt Palace in Berlin, in uh, with Vivid in I think 2018. Mm-hmm. You were featured in a CNN series called Leading Women, which showcased outstanding women at the top of their fields. And very recently, you were honored with an inaugural Distinguished Achievement Award from your home city of St. Albert, Alberta, a community service award recognizing your impactful contributions, both nationally and internationally a visual storyteller, creative director, stage director, teacher, choreographer, public speaker, and not to mention, and I capitalize, daughter, wife, and mom. And I share that right off the top, not to exhaust you, <laughs> but to celebrate <laughs> you and, and to set up this conversation in which I think, I believe, we're actually going to talk about placing value on taking a breath <laughs> and sitting still still enough to lean into what truly is giving you joy right now. So Krista, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Greg. And it is it just um, a wonderful pleasure and honor to be speaking with you today um, on so many levels. You know, let's just see. Creativity is just such a, this open... Uh, vast, you know, field of of possibilities and of uh, life-making, um, you know, actions. And uh, so I'm, I'm really honored and, and privileged to be speaking mm. with you today. Thank you. Well, thank mm. you. When you hear, you know, that partial list of, of, of things you've done, uh, places you've put your feet and put your heart and your soul and, and something has emerged, um, what resonates for you? Uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, especially now, the reflection of uh, I was, I, I'm grateful and I feel lucky that I've been um, able to navigate in this business for, for a long time. And uh, what really fills my heart is, is uh, having the opportunity to work with so many meaningful um with with wonderful people and creative artisans mm. and that just opened my eyes in so many different ways and how how one thinks <clears throat> at the end of the day we're all human beings and I'm I'm in the business of live performance so uh the liveness of of human beings on stage or watching you know the audience uh there's certain commonalities which I've been mm. so astounded to discover um on the other hand, too, there's certain particularities about regions and people and the way they think. And I've just, when you when you speak about all of all of those wonderful opportunities, and uh, I'm thankful, and uh, I've learned a great deal. It's given me a lot of joy. Joy, that word comes up, and I know yeah. I pulled that word joy because it was something that you had shared at the time this summer, this past summer, when you were um, when you were acknowledging. Um, what it felt like to be you honored as, you know, as, as 
the daughter of a community, you know, you get to go back home. And I think artists mm-hmm. and, and creative individuals, that, uh, maybe I'm, maybe it's all of us. We all have a special, a special place that we, that we call home or have created as home. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware of hearing that sense of giving joy, feeling joy, holding that space. What is giving you the greatest joy in, uh, Mm-hmm. In, in 2022, as we come yeah. towards the end of this year? Um, a few things, but I, I'm really, thank you for bringing up this uh, this fantastic recognition um, that was, uh, that I was honored to receive in St. Albert, my hometown, where for me, or I grew up and, you know, played basketball, or not basketball, I'm short, <laughs> played badminton and volleyball, you know, and danced for so many years. But I, I will say it's interesting because that award, I was, it was actually uh, announced that I would receive this in um, during right in 2020 during the pandemic, and uh, I was very honored and very touched. Um, at the same time, um, I was very, very, very busy at, at you know, and so I don't, I'm not sure if I would have been able to make it back, is what I'm saying, sadly. Now. 2022 comes along and uh, that reflection during the pandemic has uh, been a blanket for all of us. And it became not a, oh, I hope I can make it to, to be in person, you know, receiving this, but it was a must have, I'm going to be there. And I had this compelling desire to share this moment. And it honestly, for me, it, was one of the most meaningful evenings of my life. Uh, I, we were sur- I was surrounded by so many people throughout my journey in, in St. Albert. And so that realization, that, how, that more of a creative roundedness um, of what is, you know, what gives, what gives me happiness and go for that. Um, and so for me in 2022, it's been really been about that. It's been the, the, the opportunity to reflect, uh, I haven't, you know, I've made some choices to step back a little bit and be, um, just look at a creative life as, as opposed to creative projects. And I realized that I had been so siloed into the project, despite them being fantastic projects and I really wanted to kind of step back and look at a well-rounded creative life, which I, you know, freelancing for so many years or having the programming in my head of freelancing for so many years was it's all about the, you know, <clears throat> the job. And over the years, I mean, there were a handful of weddings I could go, small handful of weddings I could go to for friends, a small handful of sadly funerals, a small handful of, of, uh, seeing babies of friends and it was always because of the work and there was a kind of a a nobility to that but at this point in my life I want to make choices to be there to actually create those uh, unbelievable memories so that that realization of um of um yeah, of of the of what are creative moments for me it has come to a place where it's being surrounded by just meaningful, meaningful people, meaningful relationships, whether that's in Turkey, whether that's in Milan, whether that's in, in Berlin, whether that's in, 
Istanbul, Las Vegas, or St. Albert. It's all equal. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, not all the same, maybe in St. Albert, much more, but it's not about the necessarily the, the sexy international city. It's, it's really about what is going to make my heart fly. Yeah, the fulfillment. I, I, I just, I, I know that this is an audio recording for anybody yeah. else listening. So I have to say that there's a lovely sense of serenity, a, a peacefulness in the smile I, that that I'm seeing on my screen mm-hmm. when you talk about life rather mm-hmm. than gig, <clears throat> and that you be, you become that author and you've taken up not not the project pen and the production timeline, but the lifetime, and and and. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so- it's, it was difficult. It's difficult. I'm sorry, Greg, to say this, but, or mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but it was, it's, yes, there is a smile and I feel that sense of serenity. Um, but it was extremely difficult and a lot of work because to, to say, I'm going to, when we say no to something, we're saying yes to something else, even if we don't know what that yes is, it was yeah. to, and it was very much a mystery for me to, to, kind of not it's not just about the gig it's about life that for me was that shift was extremely difficult for me and so um yeah so i it, so it it's mm-hmm. hard work it's hard work but hard but fun work gentle work <laughs> but uh, not not yeah it's a, a shift hey i'm sayer and i love marvel And I'm Kaylee, and I love someone who loves Marvel. (laughs) And we're watching through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU, in release order. There's another order. For Kaylee's first time. And Sayers' 85th. (laughs) Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find MCU. And me! Sayers Obsessed! And Kaylee's the best! So I love that um, that idea of gentle work and that that idea. I, I, I could have sworn you said heart work, not hard work, but maybe you did, maybe you didn't. No, I but didn't. It, but, but that's beautiful. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Somebody pretty close to me coined that that word for me, and I just think it is it is the work that matters. So to return to this idea of the creative life, because I think you know. For so many uh, creative individuals, it feels, it might feel like, oh, well, that's a luxury that I don't have. Um, and, and perhaps, you know, perhaps you yourself would have said that. And I, I can sense that something is shifting. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about what it is that that is emerging for you that is so much clearer. It is a really, I really love how you use the word luxury because you're so right uh, that it connotes uh, for me to, as well, this idea that, okay, that's for a God-given few, whether it's an awesome, you know, Ferrari or a, some new, a new purse or the, 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 luxury of kind of focusing on life and you know and so but I it's really interesting you use that word because I've been doing working with um uh the artist way by Julia Cameron 
And she talks about this notion of luxury that every artist, every artist, no matter where they are in their, in their pathway, uh, and, you know, because there is a, there is a, I, I, I defend so much the, the nobility of, of a creative life. It is, it's not pain-free joy. And that gives me joy. It does, you, you, you're, you're, you are invited on a journey that asks you to embrace frustration, um, sadness, uh, absolute joy, ecstasy, even, you know, opening nights, we all know that feels like. So you're really invited on this journey to feel all of those things continually. And that's not always uh, a ride in the park, but it is so satisfying. But to counter that or to accompany that, maybe, that that idea of uh, this of a journey that isn't necessarily pain-free, but, but fantastic is, is the idea of giving ourselves the, of, of, of welcoming this idea of luxury. And, um, <clears throat> at first I too was luxury. No, this is about hard work. And I, you know, it's, uh, we eat what we kill and, you know, we, we get our jobs and, but what I discovered and what I'm also curious about is luxury. It, it can be, you know, buying an organic set of raspberries instead of the regular mm. raspberries at the store because, and maybe it's $2 extra, but uh, it is, <clears throat> it's giving yourself that treat and that, that it's part of that gentleness. It's what, you know, yeah. and, and kind of takes us away a little bit from that, as you say, hard, hard work and uh, I'll suffer through this and, and, and then, and then, I will have the luxury. I am at the point uh, I, where I, I do have the luxury of deciding and uh, of, dis, of, of not doing, you know, of, of saying yes or saying no. And, but I've worked really hard for, and my husband for, for 30 years. And so it, it was, it was, um, I had to kind of wrestle through that, what that means. And uh, I deserve it's, you know, and it comes down to our worth. Yeah. And not, not to push this, this point of, of, of circling back, but I, I feel there's a, another word that's coming through, and I know you and I have talked about this before, as it relates to the luxury that comes with wisdom of knowing over time. And and I, I know we can't go back, but I also know that there may be somebody listening who you know, who aspires to the life of a of a twenty five year old Krista Monson? If you were to if if you were to take that wisdom, what would you be saying to that twenty five year old Krista if you could? I, I, given that you've already said, maybe I didn't feel I had the luxury. It was I, I had to go, and my worth was was tied up in that. So, is it impossible to do until you get to this place, or or what? I, no, I don't think it's impossible. I, I don't know. I can't go, you know, but I would say that, <clears throat> you know, there were some unromantic notions of, for me, of working, what that means and getting work and being wanted. And it's a great feeling. And when I was 23, 24, you know, just the simple idea that someone wants to pay you for what you are for choices that you're going to make to tell a story. And I, to be honest, I don't know if I would have done anything different in terms of the choices. The, I, I am so grateful um, that 
I was in, I had that programming, I guess, of, uh, of saying yes and just and embracing everything I could. Even I felt, felt I'm not really sure if I like that, that area of, of, of that music or that area or that, that type of work. Um, but I said yes. And I have zero regrets because not only did it help us, you know, pay the rent and, and buy diapers and things, but I learned so much about what I liked, what I didn't like, mm. things that I didn't think I was attracted to or drawn to. All of a sudden I became either I had some experience like, or I had a new love of that. So I have, I, I would still tell that 25 year old Krista to just get on that, just surf, you know, I, I was going to say get on the horse, but no, I would just say surf, you know, do, do what you did. But I will also say that what I would, have, I would have liked to advise is this idea of, I mean, luxury for me is self-care. It's, mm. it's, it is self, it is self-care to this day. Art, we all are, have to go to the store and we're wondering, should I get this? Should I get that? And it's not necessarily about buying things, but it's, it, it is about what I would tell myself in an earlier, if I had that opportunity, my young self is to just maybe chill out a little bit. <laughs> I just want to take a moment and acknowledge the, the beauty of the metaphor of surfing in, in this context. The, the, Im, the, the, the image within that metaphor for me, which serves is that sense of trust that this might be the wave. And if it isn't, well, another one will come exactly. and another one will come. Exactly. Yeah. And the, it, it's interesting that you picked that up because when I was talking about the horse, you know, that was me. I mean, it really was get on, get the, get, you know, these are, these are empowering words and, and descriptions, but in where I am now, they're exhausting. They're exhausting. And I realized a few years ago that I was absolutely exhausted. And if I, if I, and I did, I kept pushing through that exhaustion thinking, oh, it's, I don't have the luxury to listen to, to this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling a little exhausted. And that then served to make that proposition less attractive, less exciting for me. And that was scary for me, to be honest, to, to think, well, this is, this is just not exciting for me. Why? So this idea of surfing is, there's a, gentleness to it too like when i was at o the artists at o tended to not have as many injuries tended there's still these are professional mm-hmm. artists and athletes but they tended not to have as many injuries as some of the other circ shows that is on that is on dry land um for example divers and and uh synchronized swimmers the water offered a, a little bit more of a net and a little mm-hmm. more of a I mean, if you, I've learned if you do a high dive at the wrong angle, it can feel like you're going through glass, but these are, you know, skilled people. And, but that was, I just found that always interesting that the water could serve as a net. I mean, that's the thing about these high risk, these high risk kind of um, human were human feats is that it's that risk is mitigated with, Mm. and with trapeze, it's with a net. And it'll catch you, you know, softness, um, yeah. but st- still not easy and, but fun, you know, mm-hmm. 
if I hear you, I'm, I'm hearing you say that you were reaching that point of exhaustion a couple of years ago. Is this, is, is, is there another, you know, another individual who said for all of the horrors of the pandemic, there was a net that it provided you or, a, 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 as another guest said, a blanket, the blanket of the pandemic for me provided a space. Is, is that, is that a fair chronology of your journey that work stopped and in that space, you had some time to oh, be still. Actually, in it my, didn't stop. In my situation, <laughs> it didn't stop. <laughs> I could see that, but oh yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, sorry I, about that. No, but but it's interesting what you say because really interesting because I was before the pandemic, I was exhausted. I could feel mm. it. I didn't tune into it. I didn't listen. I didn't know how to listen. I thought you know, I, I knew how to listen in an expert way to producers and to get the nuances of a culture and to, uh, so I, I, I feel I'm a very, quite a good listener. You know, I honed that ability in order to get to the heart, the seed of what that project needed to say and express, but to myself was another story. And so that started happening before the pandemic. And so when the pandemic came and, and our community, uh, you know, kind of collapsed in many ways, I was offered a, a, a really big project with Madison Mm. Square Garden. And, uh, it was a, you know, it was, I was, I am so grateful and I was working every single day and, and, writing and and I was a producer on it as well and but I wished this is where I kind of knew something's askew here I wish I could have been allowed to collapse like the rest of you know and and of course I felt I don't I don't have the privilege. I don't want to say that because our our colleagues including my family like you know my husband who's a musician I mean we're getting unemployment and um so it wasn't the right time to say, oh, I wish I could have done nothing, um, but I wasn't doing anything. I had the privilege of working and producing work. And it was at a time where if I could have done things differently, I would have, you know, cued into that earlier. But I, I did it and I'm, I'm glad I did. But it through sometimes we know what our limits are when we go beyond them. And we know what our boundaries are when we go beyond them. And so I went beyond my boundaries and, and learned and create, and, uh, you know, I, I can't say I regret doing that, but I'm grateful that I learned from it. So once that, you know, that show didn't happen because of the pandemic, then I was, I had the opportunity to go, hold on. Okay, I am going to learn how to not be responsible for 300 people or, you know, $20 million contracts, but myself. That was very new for me. And what are you learning? I'm learning about the value of mystery, not mastery. Say more about that. That's lovely. I... And this is about, you know, the fog outside your window that you were, Mm -hmm. when we first started, Greg, you were talking about the fog outside your window. It's just beautiful, you know, and these words like beauty and enthusiasm and delight and not even excitement, just wow, curiosity. I wonder if, you know, that 
I would say I was doing in the moment when we were brainstorming and ideating for different projects, but still it was with an attachment. It was with an mm. attachment that I hope this is, you know, I hope this will be great. I wonder what it's, go I wonder what it's going to look like. I read everything that said the contrary, but I, I'm sorry, I couldn't quite do it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but now I feel it's not about mastery and being the best at this. And it's about mystery. And, and I wonder if, gee, I wonder if I did that. That's interesting to me. How is it speaking to me? And that mystery for me comes from within. And I and not what I necessarily what I see or a credit or a project. It was tuning in to to myself. What I also learned is that has a selfish connotation for me. That oh, I'm tuning into myself. I'm you know. But to be honest, it was at a point where it had to happen. You know, I even had a health scare with uh, my heart, and um, I was told by the doctor I had to. Um, it was really odd. This, this, this diagnosis was, you know, it's, it's the, the indicators. I don't really follow those indicators, but st stress and, and pushing yourself beyond your limits for a continual amount of time is one of them. So, I, so there was this kind of external message, but it, it, it aligned. Mystery also is a, for me, alignment as opposed to hustle alignment and that needs a tune tune up or a to a listening uh to oneself and so i've really yeah for me yoga and meditation uh again i'd heard about it i kind of went that's interesting that's cool i you know i, I can't I'm not going on a retreat but really it has been the the key for me of entering this world of mystery and that has broad implicate that and and how creative that is and uh that has brought me it's a reset and i'm so excited about these next things that are going to be un that i'm going to be i get when i say unfolding i don't mean i'm launching this is going to be great it is about i'm really excited to tune it to i think there's a need for it i want to help people i want to help especially emerging artists alleviate creative suffering because I, I, I did a lot of it. Um, and I, and I will defend it and say when we really want to dig deep and create something new and innovative, uh, we have to be audacious. We have to break the rules. We have to go beyond the formula and, uh, kind of phone it in or, or, oh, I've done that before. So therefore, uh, you know, I can do that in my sleep. That was never, a choice from it, it's that was never something that appealed to me. I always like to dig deeper and um, ask questions, and and what if we do it this way and turn it around and be audacious and be the fool, the king's fool in the room, which I find so valuable. But it wasn't about myself. So it now it there's I feel that being mystery forward as opposed to mastery forward, it's 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 helped create a lot of possibilities and that's really exciting. Yeah. And where does that word selfish live now? Because mm. what I, when I first heard you say it, I wanted to push in and say, don't you deserve yeah. to be so uh, not at the expense of others, except perhaps at the expense of yourself by refusing to, yeah. to allow it. So where's the permission happening for you? Um, 
you know, we, as much as I, I love my background, I feel like I had a fantastic childhood and St. Albert and it's beautiful and, and Edmonton. I mean, it just, it was just a phenomenal and still is a, I say breeding ground, but for me, it just, it high, high quality work and critical work. And, you know, it's not about just puffing someone up. So I really looking back, appreciate that. Uh, but there, it, it was also, it was just about working hard. And so, and anything else, uh, I just grew up thinking that to really pay attention to yourself and put things on the, uh, on the, other things to the side or whatever that means it is it's I don't deserve it but then I did kind of think no I am Mm -hmm. I am worth it and I've you know and I I work hard I enjoy contributing creatively to something and so it if I've realized just by kind of and again I'm I'm a modest Canadian but I have a lot of wisdom I have a lot to share and it's really important for me to share it. And I had the opportunity to work with so many different types of genres and different cultures that you're, I love going in green. You know, I mm. love going in, not being the smartest pe- person in the room. <clears throat> and that served me, you know, then you have to turn on your expert hat and you have to, you know, make decisions and, and bring it together and write something and defend and defend choices. Mm. Um, and I absolutely, but uh, I love mm. green going into a project. I feel it's important to mm. kind of, you know, empty your mind and go in and, and really listen. And then there's a time where you start coupling that with your knowledge and your know-how and your, sab- your savvy. Um, but I realize now by, by in reflection, by kind of stepping back a little bit, is I know a lot. And again, I know a lot. If And I can offer... Uh, there, you know, whether it's rhythm, um, storytelling, I can watch some, I watch something and I say, oh, that's interesting. Again, mystery, I'm curious about that. Um, I, I, I start zoning into what's important to me now, and that is to share, it's to help others alleviate their suffering, creative suffering, and, um, and also contributing to interesting things, but it, it, it has, uh, yeah, it's not so. It's just not about the outside coming in. It's about how, what I can offer, and I know I can bring so much. And I never that even that statement is is sounds selfish. Oh, I know it all. I know a lot. I don't know it all. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it doesn't come across that way at all. And 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 again, it's the it's another soup pot you're stirring. It feels like you know the the mystery of what it will all add up to. Mm-hmm. But there's an element of, if not mastery, then and not expert status, but expertise, yeah. um, an awareness of how these ingredients might. And yeah. and I'm 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 seeing the excitement. I'm sensing your excitement yeah. in all of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am excited. But it's interesting. I'm I'm excited without knowing. That's yeah. the thing. I'm excited without knowing. And that's what I'm excited about is, and I guess that's where the luxury comes in. 25 years ago, it is not exciting to it's not terrifying. know what. It's terrifying. Absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying. And so there, you, you wear this armor or this, you know, this persona that you are, and a lot of it, I wouldn't say I was completely faking it. I'm, I love people. I love opportunity. I love creativity. But you you know, you, you gotta, this is a 
we all made this choice to be artists and we knew what we were signing up for, which is there's a certain instability. There is, you know, not the not knowing, the rejection, the frustration, you know, it goes, if, if we didn't want those things, then we would have probably served ourselves better by choosing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you, you just keep, you, you kind of ignore that need to be in alignment. Uh, well, I was in alignment, but you know, I, mm-hmm. I find throughout my career, what, when I reflect now, it has been my great, it, it has been most exciting to face challenges creative challenges, life's challenges. And that has this idea of of facing challenge, of of wanting and and not conquering, you know, getting in the mix of that challenge. That is why I believe I've done a lot of different things, you know, Mm -hmm. as a casting director, an artistic director, a producer, an educator, a curator, a guest speaker. And for some you know, it might be more of a, a singular path. And that, mm-hmm. it's a phenomenal expertise as, you know, knowledge. But for me, it's about facing challenges uh, at the core. The mm-hmm. core is is facing challenges and also helping others reach their potential. And so, and when you're directing a, a show, um, in essence, I believe as a director, you're helping your the cast, the designers, the crew, we, their potential. So everybody is walking away with something we're all proud of. Um, but yeah, I and so for me, it was I was a choreographer and I loved it. I well, before that, I wanted to learn French and I loved that challenge. And I was a choreographer. I didn't think there was anything else in the world I would ever ever do. Until I was in Charlottetown, I remember. Uh, no, I was, a, I was a performer. And then I was in Charlottetown. I was doing that festival. And I remember looking. We would all go to someone's uh, you know, house or apartment after the show, as we all do as cast members. And, I, and everyone was talking about what's next, what's next, what's next. Your agent, da-da-da. They're from Toronto. Uh, and, and, and I was in there. I was in like a dirty shirt. And I'm loving it. And I literally remember one evening. And I could – it was like I was looking – from above at this circle of amazing people talking about what's next. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't care as much about this. Mm-hmm. And if care in our world, in I think in life, but you know, we deeply, deeply need to care about what we do, whether that takes us, you know, 70 hours a week to do, or five minutes to in a discussion with, for, with a meaningful discussion, but I cared about it. Until that moment. And I literally went, I'm, I'm not sure I care about this to really put myself on the line. And so I went to Europe and I traveled around and I went to museums and I came back and I got involved with St. Albert Children's Theatre as a choreographer. Yeah. And it was choreography. It was every last rolled penny and cent we had. It was standing in line at, at six in the morning in New York. It was seeing every single show, looking at the choreographers, studying the choreographers for 12 years. Mm. And then and then I was a producer. I, you know, I did other things in there, created my own work and, and, and produced it and, and toured it. But there was a moment where I went, I don't sure, I, I, something happened. I just didn't care as much mm. I respected 
hundred percent, but for me personally. So then I went into different areas, you know, and I, and I, I went to where, where it was probably, it was curious for me where I cared about it and where there was a challenge. And I am not saying that writing and directing, I, I lost the challenge because each one is a, is a massive challenge, massive challenge. And it requires considerable sacrifice for me personally, as a, as a mother, as a, you know, my family, but I ask myself, do I care about? Is it? Do I care about this so much that it's making me stay up at night and do yeah. it, whatever it takes? And I, I can't say yes or no, but I wasn't sure. So that mm. caused me to ask, what is the, what is that challenge? Where's that alignment? And uh, and and it was such a big question mark. And that's what the pandemic taught me too. I would just wear this piece of paper on my forehead that said, I don't know. Because I was from working for my apartment I'd, I or my from my office in, in Vegas. And I would be, you know, doing the, the Madison Square Garden costume room tours on Zoom. And everything was on Zoom. And I was missing that tactile, you know, when you're yeah. feeling the velvet. And you're getting ideas instantly just by a touch. And so I, and so there was just always this, I don't know. And uh, I, so that challenge is a mystery, but it is, I, for me, the challenge is, is to tune in and to mm-hmm. have, to challenge myself to, to be still. Mm, until you know. Until I know. And, and mm. or until that question of curiosity comes. And that has led me to new possibilities, new creative possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, and to, and for me, very importantly, really importantly it was it has allowed me the opportunity to ask myself what are my preferences and again that's a that's a luxury what what do i like to do what is what is the definition of meaningful work Mm. uh because show business is such a massive you know tickle trunk of of genres of 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 possibilities of roles of responsibilities of that i i wrongly or i you know through these 30 years you have to be you have to love all of it and uh or you know you might not like that too much but you still do it and so i think that maybe that was the other part of that luxury is it's or that realization isn't necessarily i don't want i don't want to do anything probably that was part of it is i'm exhausted but more now what's what's arising is that's interesting for me that's not interesting for me and and that's inter- and then it gives it more power when we articulate to ourselves and to others eventually what is interesting, what is makes me curious, and what doesn't make me curious. Uh, then it gives more power or gives more bold excitement to what is interesting for me when I when I'm kind of allow myself to say that isn't interesting. I don't want to pursue that. Yeah, and I'm very aware of how we were talking about your 30 years of doing that with projects, with stories. And now you're cur- it feels like you're curating yourself, yeah. your life. Yeah. You get to draw upon that experience, the the mastery or or <clears throat> the expertise that you have. Yeah. What a wonderful and wild opportunity now to be able to draw from that to paint you, to to sculpt you, to write you, to to, to dance you. Wow. Yeah. 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 Thank you for saying that's exciting. It is exciting. And I I love how you said wild and wonderful because when you're doing big projects that are exotic and they're, 
this, this this is the budget and this is the this this is the cast and this is the story we're going to tell and it's it's big it's all big you know or tense even if it's if it's a small house it's still a big in your mind and and that's wild and that and I I really appreciate that how you're saying it can be equal or it can, it's also wild and big. To, yeah. And it's your time and you, home. and you deserve it. Yeah. And right. You get, you, you, you've, yeah. you've reached your own stage. Now you get to play. I'm cognizant of time. And, and I, I, I have, um, I found I love to end these conversations or bring them to a close by, by having um, the guest either, jump forward or jump back. And we've done a little of that. We've done a lot of that. I know you're a mom and maybe up ahead, there's a grandmother uh, hat for you to wear. Maybe that's in the future. And if not, if there's a, if there's a mysterious child a few generations from now, who you happen from the mystery of energies to be able to be a fly on the wall as they are telling somebody about Krista. What are the most important words that you're hoping you're going to hear? Um, I would say she was there for me. Um, she's present and she's there for me. And I, I mean, if this is a child in my family, you know, a close person that, yeah, I, she's on my side. She's my cheerleader. And I, I like to be in the position now of being, of being other people's cheerleaders. And if that means sometimes shining the light on myself because it's a project or something I'm doing, I'll take it. But I really, um, I would love that child to talk about how I, I was there for them and being their cheerleader and their advocate in, in, a, in life, which is complex. And I've, I, I've, I'm really thankful that it's just been a wonderfully complex journey. And so I'd love to share that with it. So I would love that person to, to comment on that. Mm-hmm. And you know, that brought me back. My eyes went right back to something that I, that I took from your writing, from your acknowledgement at the time of the um, award being presented in, in St. Albert. And that was that what gives you joy mm-hmm. is helping others reach their full potential through expression music and creativity mm-hmm. mm. it's the gifting of of yourself to others mm-hmm. it's beautiful thank you mm. thank you thank you so much the ellipses thinking podcast is a proud member of the ordinary podcasting network and is produced by greg and jordan dowler coltman the show's theme music has been generously provided by jordan hart And if you're interested in learning more about the ideas behind Ellipses Thinking, please visit DowlerColtman.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. As a resident of Vancouver Island, I wish to acknowledge that I am a visitor on the traditional lands of the Coast Salish people, including the territories of the Snonoas and Qualicum people. The first peoples have been here for over 10,000 years, their ancestors still here with us in the sky, the land, the ocean, and all of the beings that share this sacred place. 
as a settler, I gratefully embrace the opportunities for growth as integral to my personal journey of collaboration and reconciliation as I learn and further support the possibilities that lay ahead. I remain committed to practicing my craft in a decolonized space.